0: Welcome to Sitcom Geeks, I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. And this is episode 212 of Sitcom Geeks. You would think 212 episodes in that we've discussed most of the things that, that, that could be discussed about uh, sitcom but actually there's one subject we haven't talked about for a, a long long time. Uh, I was sort of trawling through the old the back uh, catalogue and I noticed amazingly because it's something we're both really interested in and it is plot. What is a plot or rather what isn't a plot I think is what we're going to be what is a plot not what is a plot not that's a really that's a that's going to be a starting point so um, this is something uh, there's a few chapters about um, plotting in my uh, new book uh, The Complete Comedy Writer and uh, definitely there's a lot more in it than there was in the the first draft I did of that book partly because I realized there was a lot more to it than than what I thought partly through spending so much time talking to James who is I think probably one of the uh great experts on in the country uh, of uh, sitcom plotting I think I think you know wow I've worked with a a lot of plotters and (laughs) uh, you know James is uh He's a he's 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 pretty well there, really. I mean, you, you might think, oh God, well they just the two of them. He's bound to say that, but actually, you know, James is really. Uh, I, th- I think you know, plotting is has been a thing that's sort of got you a ton of work, really, and, and and people are always impressed by your your plotting. I think.
1: Well, that's very kind. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to stop you before you <laughs> properly flatter me. And so obviously, I'm I'm an English male, so I can't take a compliment. <laughs> I look back in the archive and we last talked about plotting um, on about episode 137 or something 127 it was which was uh, quite some time ago I have subsequently done did a a free webinar on it and if you want to join that uh, webinar you you can watch that back for free if you join my mailing list Um, so go to my blog sitcomgeek.blogspot.com but I just want to kick off by talking about some of that introductory material because there are some really massive Misconceptions about what is a plot and what a plot I'm afraid uh, is not, and I think we've we've found this a lot in our sitcom scripts that we've read. So we we read quite a few scripts um, a year or so ago for our competition we were doing, and we continue to read scripts. And plotting is the one big problem with scripts. Um, I think that's fair yeah, to say, yeah, isn't it, Dave? Yeah,
0: definitely, it's 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 uh, ov- overall, and there there are many reasons which we'll go into. But uh, and there, mm. and there are so many ways to get it wrong, um, so yeah, um, that's I, I, yeah, and it sort of feels like something that uh, you people uh, I feel people have not put enough work into, and I think that's partly because yeah. they don't necessarily know what the work is that they have to do. So hopefully, you can uh, shine a bit of light yeah. on that.
1: For us. Yeah, so some starting points, and just to round off that thought though. Um, so quite often we'll read a sitcom script that has an interesting situation, and you think, "Oh, that would be cool," you know. And it's very hard to judge from a from a script whether it would or wouldn't be a good situation for a sitcom, because you could probably make anything work if you've got the right plot and the right characters. And then often we read really good characters as well, and quite often there are jokes, but there isn't a plot. <laughs> <laughs> there is, the 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 plot has gone awol, and so. Here are my sort of four things, or sorry, three things to begin with about what a plot is not. And I think one big misconception is a plot is not stuff happening. So, you know, a road trip goes wrong, you know, we lose the map, we can't get the internet, we're now lost, flat tire. Those are a series of events that are happening, but they do not constitute um, a plot. Uh, they are challenges, they're beats. we could use them, but they are very much things happening to your characters as well. So they're an e- they're an even worse starting point uh, because in a way, th- they're things often over which your characters uh, have no control. Of course, my brain is already thinking if your characters are lost, um, well that's that may be fine because one of your characters who said, uh, they brought a map with them, hasn't done that. And they were specifically asked to do it and they didn't do it because they're forgetful. And they resented the fact that they were accused of being forgetful, Um but they then forgot. Uh, so, you know, you can turn these things into character moments, but they they don't really make um, a plot. That's just sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, happening. but um I suppose in a sense, if could could you argue that the that the character is acting that 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 the character is being proactive by uh, mm-hmm. not not necessarily on purpose but having been insulted about being the one who always forgets the the maps um, they they almost kind of deliberately forget the map or, you know <laughs> or, or, or I mean I, I suppose it's just a, so so I'm, I'm trying trying to get quite a clear distinction here of of what how that would be. You know, I mean, obviously, you are going to come on to what what, what the plot is. Yeah. But, yep. but um, could it possibly be that a character's error then is it, you would consider that to be a plot? Well, the, the plot I would say is well, where
1: are they going? Yeah. Why 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 is our hero heroine? Why are our hot couple jumping in a car and going somewhere? What 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 is yeah. the plot? Um, they're not just they're not just going on a trip to the shops. Uh, to buy a loaf of bread or to buy some milk because they run out of milk because that's kind of boring and doesn't really say anything at all. So we're looking for a plot which is going to give us enough to get us through an episode. It is it is a quest and we'll get onto that uh, in a moment when we think about what yeah. is a plot. So maybe
0: they're going there to um, they're, they're going to visit a relative that the, the the one who doesn't really want to go and visit the relative has subconsciously or passively aggressively accidentally on purpose forgotten the map uh which, which yes. could potentially yep. be uh, a plot i suppose yes exactly so there is a plot
1: version yeah. of a thing happening but in a way we're starting in the wrong in the wrong place the other thing is like a um a plot is not an event so it's easy to think of something big happening or even a a party or a hostage situation or an inspector car your favorite um, <laughs> yes or it's a um, there's a there's going to be a fire drill um, and what what is what is that what is that giving you That's not really a plot uh, that's something that is happening. It may have consequences, but it's still not quite uh, plotty enough and again we'll get on to how we can make that a plot uh, in a moment. Um, But the third one, uh, whilst we're on what a plot is not, is I think people think plot is a big reveal. So discovering something or discovering something about someone or a long lost brother shows up or an old diary uh, that was hidden in the attic has come to light. That that might turn into a plot, but it isn't actually a plot. Um, it's, you know, what does this represent? What is it doing? What's it, what what plot is it going to give us? But it in itself is not a plot. And so sometimes, and you get this on scene levels as well, where when there's a scene, not a scene, a character revealing something uh, that has happened doesn't actually give you enough for a scene. It is, how does that revelation change the action of the character? How does it modify the plan of the protagonist uh, in that scene so that they've gone into the scene with one plan Information is given to them by another character, um, and then okay. Now what are we going to do? Oh, I thought the map was in the glove compartment, and it isn't. Okay, so now what we gonna, we're going to have to stop and ask for directions f- from local people whose accents I simply don't understand. Um, so so now new plan. We were plan A, sat nav that doesn't work. Plan B, map that's not there. Plan C. So that little event has given you. Um, uh giving you something but the, the but this idea that something is revealed, uh we discover who somebody really is. That's so again, that's not really a plot. Uh that's that's revelation. And I think I'm currently writing a murder mystery at the moment and it's really hard to make sure that all of your scenes aren't just detectives discovering what happened before the episode started. You really need to get your detective to lead and drive the investigation and that is really hard because you've sort of got all of these characters sort of whirring around and backstory and you're trying to tease it out but you need to do it in a way that it is you know it, it is part of the quest of the hero who is the detective uh, in this in this situation so it's already sounding very complicated, isn't it? And that's why this is very hard to get our, our heads around. But we'll we'll have some clarity about what a plot is in a moment. But Dave, do you want to come in on, yeah, on any Yeah, I that? mean,
0: first thing I, I, I would say, I'd just like to add one more uh, thing. And this, this is something that I, I have said many times, uh, but it, it, it can't be repeated enough. Um, with The other thing that a plot is not, um, and it's a common mistake that, that the plot is not, the premise of the show. So uh, mm. if the premise uh, and, and this is we, we do get a lot of scripts where uh, the premise is we've got a character, let's say it's um, Dave David Brent type character, you know, complete somebody who's completely lacking in self-awareness. And They might be a really well drawn character, um, but then the whole episode hinges on the complete self awareness, but there's not, it, it, it sort of doesn't really um it, it, it that's the thing that's there and that's in the background and that's driving the character but it's not the actual it's not this week's story it's how the character always responds um and it's it, you know it, it, it this is partly why it is very tricky isn't it because that's a, that's a sort of subtle distinction isn't it it's not easy to just say oh well that's you know basil faulty is a liar He's always a liar, or he's a snob. Um, mm. But uh, in this week's episode, he's going to be putting some money on the horses and uh, and then lie, lie, lie about, it. about it. Yeah, and Sybil, Sybil must yeah. not know about it. But the underlying thing is, you know, he just wants his he just wants the place to be how he wants it to be and you know in his perfect world he's able to do i mean the snob thing that the, the um the, the betting thing is maybe not such a good example but the you know when he just sort of doesn't like that the, the pretentious moi character who comes along because he's he's the wrong sort of uh customer yeah and so he tries to do everything to get this customer to leave you know but uh that still there's a, there is a plot going on there that's not that isn't just he's a snob so but but it but it is a fine yeah. dis- how, how, how do you kind of how, how do you kind of deal with that distinction
1: it's a tricky one because i think sometimes um it we're going back to pilot episodes and what they are and that kind of thing and i and i in general you your first episode needs to demonstrate what sort of show you have and it is it's the hardest episode to write absolutely no doubt but if you've got a sitcom that you want to be set in a fire station and the whole episode is about one of the characters applying to become a fireman and completing the training and then turning up at the fire station well then you've not give us given us any sense of what the show actually is because if you're thinking the whole show is going to be set in a fire station we've not really been there um so this is kind of uh not setting it up or whether um or if it's like the uh, a business collapses and somebody goes off uh as a result of the episode they've been fired and they've you know at the end of the episode they're going to go off and start a whole new life for themselves well you've just turned the premise of their breakdown or end into the plot of the first episode but it doesn't give you it doesn't show you what the episode's actually going to be so you've just got lots of these things to to line up to make sure that what you're doing is showing what this what this what the show actually is so if we if we just talk positively about what the plot is, then hopefully this will become uh, a bit more obvious. What what, what is a plot
0: then?
1: (laughs) What is a plot? A plot. So I would say a plot is a quest. Um, It is a quest for one or more of your characters. And therefore you may need an A plot, a B plot and a C plot so that all of your characters have got something uh, to do and your, your A plot may involve your two main characters and their relationship, and your B plot may involve two other characters and some kind of rivalry, and your C plot might involve two or three other characters, so that, that they're, they've all, they're all involved in someone's quest. And so you need a plot which is, um, for example, uh, lose weight, uh, run a 5K, uh, steal a magic amulet, uh, get your sister to apologize. You know, all of those things, you know, which is like a clear, tangible thing about what they are trying to achieve, which they think will make them happy or reorder the universe in some sort of way that will give them satisfaction. And of course, uh, it doesn't, and we're going to go through the same old rigmarole again. And I I think those are the kinds of stories where when you see them, I mean, I just, And it sounds like it's basically the same episode every week. It is. I've just watched, when I watched series 10 of Modern Family, which has just dropped on Disney Plus, I think. When I watched episode two or three, I just thought, oh, that was great. That was just like series (laughs) one. Even though everyone's 10 years older, everyone's still in it. They're all having the same arguments. They're all having the same discussions. Um, In this particular episode, Cam and Mitch are basically saying, are we, are we sure that Manny's girlfriend isn't imaginary? Because, you know, this Canadian girlfriend was a euphemism for I'm gay, uh, because both Cam and I both had Canadian girlfriends who actually didn't exist. Um, and so in the end, it came that he really did have a Canadian girlfriend um but but all the arguments that were going on around about Phil Dunphy desperate for his father-in-law's uh, approval um all that kind of mm. stuff and it was just like this is why i love this show it's it's the same yeah you know it's 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 the same so in a way that that's kind of a feature not a bug and i think sometimes with a plot people are trying to change everything but actually just what you want to do is give your give your hero or heroine a very simple quest to fulfill. And I think that is yeah, what you need to
0: do. I, I think that there's, um, at this point as well, it's worth mentioning. I mean, obviously we are talking about plot. This uh, this episode of yeah. Sitcom Geeks is all about plot. Um, but it is also about character. And the reason, the reason we, separate them out is because it's just a little bit easier you know when you are coming up with plots you want them to do this and you want them to do that and the other but you kind of you especially when you're creating a new show as well and you're kind of developing a character um, and one of the ways that you will help to define your character will be through coming up with stories for them and uh, mm. so when some people say oh sitcom it's all about character and other people say, "Oh, well, it's all about story." Well, actually, as far as I can see, it's the, the, the you know it's impossible to kind of pull the two apart, really. Well, I mean, not impossible, but well, Robert McKee, story yeah. is character. There you go, five hundred pounds, please. <laughs> wow, and the book is that thick as well. He must have yeah. put it in five thousand points to to make it last that yeah. long. But he needs to because we yeah. don't listen. We don't listen after page one it's to three hundred. But that's interesting. So what you're saying and. Uh, Basically, you're just looking to, at its simplest form. You know, your character wants uh, two things. Um, they want, uh, they want to be, uh, they they want to have enough to get by to be living on. They want to, you know, they they want to be able to survive, and they may want a little bit more than that. Um, and they want, and that's the external goal. And they just want people to accept them or like them more than they do. And that's the Mm -hmm. internal goal. And that was the classic, yeah, you mentioned, you know, like uh, Phil Dunphy's story every week is, uh, invariably something that is a, is it's a thing. And it's about him and his real estate and his image of himself as the the super dad, but the external, the internal, which is always there and as, as, you said there, James, it's in, mm. it's in series one, episode one, and series eight, episode 10, or whatever else is, you know, it's all, yeah. it's there every episode. I want my father-in-law to respect me and it's comedy and it's never going to happen. And I think, and I do remember the one, there is the one episode. I think I got like a series nine or 10 or something where mm. Phil does something and wins the respect of uh the dad yeah and it's that one he i think throws about it so much that you know we all we all totally lose respect for him at that point because he's yeah. just so kind of he he does it with such bad yeah. grace and you sort of think well yeah. let's go back to the phil who is just trying too hard because we sort of like him a bit more um so you know when you when you're on episode 240 when you get the luxury of being at that place. You can afford to break out of what the character is, but for the first 239 episodes, you know, yeah. he is that. So that's what, the the, the the point of the quest, lose weight. Yeah, that's a great thing. Uh Okay, if I lose weight, people will find me attractive and I will be loved. Not necessarily. It's, you're losing weight, not changing your personality yeah so that's a kind of uh that's how the internal uh goal of the person yeah. is affecting the story but it's the yeah the, the, so but you're plonking a physical story on there i am going to lose weight and and yeah. the, probably the, the probably the fact that you have this in your head that i am losing weight not because i'm overweight or whatever but i just because for, for all the wrong reasons whatever you know because then i'll be able to just you know, kick sand in the face of what of that person or whatever, or the women all like yeah. me more. You know, that's not going to happen just by you losing yeah. weight. So,
1: yeah, no, and that's and so therefore that's the, the second thing is the quest should be based on their complicated wants and desires. So, why do they want to lose weight? Is it about being slimmer? Is it about self-image? Is it about putting one over on someone else and not wanting to be? I mean. You should know why your character wants to lose weight. What sort of what would cause this character to, to do that? Is that an important thing for them? And it may not be a good story for this particular episode, but think why why is the hero going off to steal a magic amulet? Is it so that he can kill the dragon and save the princess? Because he really loves the princess, or because he wants to be known as the brave knight. And he actually you know, the princess could be pretty generic for all he cares. It doesn't really matter. It's not about the princess. Or is it that his um, his father uh, doesn't respect him? And a bit like, I've just rewatched Lord of the Rings and the massive favoritism of the steward of Gondor uh, for Boromir over Faramir, even though uh, Boromir is, you know, was weak and was found wanting. The younger son was desperate to get his father's approval and just does this heroically bonkers, uh, suicidal charge, you know, at the orcs and the goblins. And so there, there are reasons why. So the quest should be based on their complicated wants and desires. So once you've thought of something for them to do, ask yourself, why are they doing it? Does, is, is this a really good test of, of that primary characteristic that, that we love this character for, or that we're interested in this character uh, for? You know, why does your character want to get 80% in a test? Is it because um, uh, Susie got 79% and I want to get one more than her? Or is it because I have to, uh, if I don't do this, I can't be a doctor. And if, I, if I'm if i not a doctor, I can't help people because all I want to do is help people. And that's the only way I can think of doing it. Or, you know, so all of these quests are for, uh, for all kinds of different reasons. So you just want to be really clear about w- why is your character doing this? Because they need to really want it because otherwise anyone would give up after a while. If they don't really want to do this thing after about 8 minutes and they failed once and are about to fail again, they would they pack it in. So why are they why does this matter so much to them and why are they going to put themselves through absolute hell? To get eighty percent in that test, or to steal the magic amulet and crawl through the caves and fight off all the bats and then, you know, uh, kill the goblin king so that he can get the amulet.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that that's a really good um, point. And I think I want to uh, we, something that we talk about when we talk about a big overall. What's your show going to be about? The bit one of the big questions we always say is why me? Why am I the only person who can write this show? But let's break that down a bit smaller. You want, but you can be doing that when you're thinking of plots. And so, a kind of smaller version of that might be, you know, what what did I do once to try and impress somebody that was so ridiculous? <laughs> and yeah. from that, you might find a really nice. Uh,
1: comic. I'm, I'm thinking of a pair of trousers. You know what I mean? I really thought those trousers made me look amazing. Um, and that. that's a story, that, you know yeah. what I mean? That's like, would your character wear a, a pair of trousers that seemed like a good idea at the time in TK Maxx? Um, I bought a pair of trousers. They're a pair of Paul Smith trousers. Um, and I only bought them because they were, in TK Maxx, reduced from 112 to 11 pounds. <laughs> I mean, they're almost unwearable and they only just about fit me and they look ridiculous. But I couldn't resist a bargain and that's why I bought them. I've never really wanted to own Paul Smith clothing. It's not really my my brand, my thing. But I have very big problems resisting yellow label food in Tesco's. If it's discounted, I suddenly want it because
0: I'm getting a bargain. Um,
1: So, sorry, I can't remember no, how well, we got here know, now. I mean, I
0: can certainly <laughs> think of, uh, I was remembering... Uh, Just the other day, uh, a particular time when I was um, starting on a new show and um, met some new uh, writers and things and went went to the pub afterwards uh, and knew that, you know, I couldn't really stay there um, much, uh, much longer and then cut, cut to uh one am and uh, the, uh, the the very far end of the northern line I'm being woken up by by a guard um I've missed my spot slot I'm in high Barnet or somewhere and I'm trying to get to Camden town or something. Hmm. so i've I'd I've, I've remembered that I just drank and drank because you know that was the thing you had to do and and i'm sure i was very garrulous and effusive and the the life and soul of the party um but um boy did i (laughs) pay for that um so that's a that that's a sort of uh that's my personal that's great so um but that's taking an event i missed my stop
1: (laughs) it's like so what why did you miss it what were you doing who are you trying to impress you know, and then and then what happened, and how did that stop you? You know, going forward. <laughs> I have a similar story of a guy I was at university with, who fell asleep on a train and woke up in a railway siding in Darlington, <laughs> and he was told that if he'd fallen asleep on the train before, uh, it would be non-stop to Bristol uh, from Newcastle, <laughs> I was gonna say, which is where he the got. The Darlington
0: on. bit doesn't sound quite so bad when I realise that he would probably talk about someone from Durham. But okay. Yes, that's right. So I was at University of yeah. Durham. This guy had been out for a big night
1: in Newcastle, <laughs> fallen asleep on the train, and the train had been switched off, and they hadn't cleared it, and he was still on it. But they did say to him, "It's a good job you didn't do this yesterday, because that that was the non-stop to Bristol, and you literally wouldn't be able to yeah. get off. So I think you'd be missing a few lectures that next day. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so so we've got these things for our characters to do, this quest that they really want to do for for character based reasons but then here's the next thing which i'm i've only recently been discovering the quest should be attempted according to their own character or personality
0: yeah. How do you so mean?
1: if your character is over cranked and very organized they will assume that that being organized will mean that they can that they can get it if your character is a hopeless romantic they will assume that everything will just fall into place Um, but they just need to get themselves into the right mood or they can talk somebody around. So people try to achieve their quest in a way that is consistent with their own character. They wouldn't try to do it as you would do it. How would they try to fulfil that goal? Because that is probably the wrong way to do it. And they're going to learn a bit about how they do things and about themselves through the course of trying and failing because they just don't understand why. And then conversely, the other characters recommend doing something in a completely different way. And I've really noticed this now, once you see it, you can't unsee it. When somebody asks for advice um, about how to do something, if you're a list maker, you would say to this person, okay, what you need to do is you need to make a cup of tea, sit down and make a list. You need to make a really big, long list, You know, because that's what they would do. Um, But if you're not a list maker, that way of doing things is probably not going to be very helpful even if it's the right thing to do. So your other characters may have good advice about how to achieve this goal, but that's also based on how they would go about it too. And the, you know, so who who should they listen to? Who do they trust? Um, so that's when it starts getting extremely complicated and that's where the originality comes in. You've got all of these moving parts, which is why, you know, every sitcom episode is a symphony, you know? There are only a certain number of notes, a certain number of instruments. How is it that we've got millions of symphonies and million more, millions more to be written? Because the complexity means that you get, um, you know, that you get endless, infinite uh, possibilities. So, how your character goes about their quest is part of the quest, and it is consistent with how they would do it, not how you would do it.
0: Yeah, and that's quite a big distinction. Interestingly, and again, I'm re-watching the Gilmore Girls, which I know you haven't seen, but uh, they no. um, one of the main characters. Uh, that, and in fact, it's just kind of about six or seven episodes at the end of season three or four is uh, about to go to college and it she she is the sort of ultimate list maker the the pros and cons shows it the whole thing is about the various pros and cons of which college she wants to go to and in the end she ends up at the place that's all all the cons but there's you know one one pro that kind of over supersedes it or you know it's, it's beautifully done. It, it, it manages to tie in with everything from uh, series one episode one so um but you're right there's uh, and and just really enjoying watching that how the other character who never makes lists and always acts impulsively is you know really really trying hard to not to not do the right. impulsive thing and just say oh you're doing this dude. Uh, but you know and they end up they end up doing that. So that's a kind of interesting. I mean, I'm th- trying to think have you got a specific example that you could give us that we that will be familiar to us maybe or of a character that's doing it? In
1: how a character goes about doing yeah. the thing. Um I suppose I should be able to really, shouldn't I? I don't know. In a way it's so it's so embedded in how a in in how a sitcom is written that it, it's almost impossible I to say if I if I um,
0: if if i may dare mention the b, go the for b it. word um as in the birth, birthdays go on. uh the mo- modern, yes, family go on. birthdays um so uh, claire wants doesn't want a fuss she doesn't want people to know that she's another year older she doesn't like it phil as we've already uh, established you know he wants he wants to be the greatest dad, the greatest husband, mm. the greatest son-in-law. And so this is his chance to be the greatest husband, the big party, which of course is the exact opposite of what she wants. So they're both, they're, he's, he is proactively being Phil in, in his preparation of that birthday. Mm. Uh, and, um, and so that just goes completely against what, claire wants and it's going to upset the father-in-law as well because claire's upset and so um and i i can't remember i know the kids. there's a couple of at least two of the kids are involved in the plot but um i, I think that's uh, so you know that that that's that's probably quite a good example i think of what you've just been saying
1: yeah i mean so it's just if, if your character is charming and they find themselves charming, they're gonna to try to charm their way through the problem and discover that this problem that they've got, plan A, charm your way out of it, isn't gonna work. Um, and then they may turn to another character for advice who will give them a plan B. And firstly, plan A has already made it worse. Charming someone is actually um, meant that the, that the goal has become bigger and higher and closer and uh, the deadline has moved forward. Um, because this guy seems to be so short sure, you know what i mean so for example character um has exam and um doesn't particularly want to do it goes in to say uh to say it's all going to be fine and then they say oh actually we're, we're moving it uh forward uh, by a day or two we weren't going to but you seem so sure that you've completely got this right then that's going to be all right okay. isn't it um it's like oh okay so his his plan A has now made it worse so now what's he going to do he's going to okay get a list sit down make a plan it's like okay he's not the kind of person that does exactly. that uh how is you know and, and another character says you've got to really love the subject that you're studying how can you fall in love with it this is what you have to do then ends up falling so much in love with it that when the exam is cancelled they're devastated and do the exam anyway you know what I mean yeah. it's like it's it's all about motivating those things and i think once Once you've got that motivation, once you've got fuel in the tank, the plot itself could sort of go on for as long as you need it to. Um, But I think quite often we end up with these plots where someone tries to do something slightly arbitrary and fails, tries again and succeeds, and that's the end. And there are lots of jokes along the way. And actual fact, we need someone with a clear quest based on their own character's great dreams for a better life or great desire for how to correct the universe so that all is now just and well. They go about it in their own slightly flawed way. It gets worse. They try it a different way, make it worse still. And then they have to rediscover something, unlearn something, say sorry to somebody, do the one thing they didn't want to do once all is lost. And then they are just about able to dig themselves out of a tunnel and get back to the situation they were in at the start of the show. Um, That would be my mental template if i was just spitballing
0: plot yeah. lines and i think and i i think again that's just it's, it's character it's, it's so important here because and it's a very strict discipline because again this is something people do they'll they'll come up with a character uh, and the character will have their quest and they'll do the quest in that way and it won't work or, you know, something will go wrong and then another thing will go wrong and there may be an escalation of, of, of problems. But then all too often, I do find that uh, writers and I think, I'm sure I do it myself as well sometimes, but it's um, uh, I've got to make it worse for my character. This thing's yeah. going to happen. And so a, a, an external thing comes in, but you, that's never gonna work because you have to keep coming back to, it's got to, the character has to own 100% of why things are going wrong. Um, That's that's probably one of the hardest parts, I think, with plot is getting to that point where how bad, this is as bad as bad as bad can be, and it's all (laughs) my doing. And in order to get out of it, it's also going to have to be my doing, as you say, they're going to have to unlearn something or they're going to have to do something or to come back yet again to feel Dunphy. They're going to have to learn for just long enough to correct it. And then by the end of the episode, yeah. they've unlearned it, which is believable, which is yeah. what people are like. Yeah. So I think
1: that, that, that act two to three transition, which I believe is the case. When people are talking about writing movies, I don't know, they three acts, five acts, it doesn't really matter. But that kind of going from the middle into the final act, that is the hardest bit. And in a way, I would say until you've cracked that, you haven't got it. So that would be the one thing to make sure that you've got. And if you can do that and get that into your um, uh, script, your script will be in the top three percent. Of scripts that are being read for that particular competition because you very very rarely come across that in in pilot scripts from new writers that you you just don't get this level of plotting of which is basic in all the sitcoms you actually see on tv but it's so hard to replicate it if you don't quite know what you're doing and we're telling you you're welcome do join us on patreon and say thank you uh, that would be nice um but i think yeah, if you can do that, uh, but I would say until you can just work out what is that all is lost moment. Wh- when is that moment when they're at the end of their rope, they just don't know what else to do, and then that little glimmer of light, which isn't a Deus Maxi- it isn't a Deus Ex Machina, it isn't a piece of good luck that they haven't earned, it isn't based on them uh, or something they've done, it isn't a reward for something they did earlier you know, to help somebody and that favour has now been returned at just the right moment. Um, you know, and that that is the really, really tricky bit. It's hard to replicate, it's hard to have a formula for it, but you sort of know it when you see it. Yeah, and you might
0: be saying, Yeah, but people only read the first ten pages. You know, what's the what's the point of getting to all that to do all that? And you know, you won't see it in the first ten pages. Well the the fact is that I think you do, and I think generally If you have put in the amount of work that that's, you know that that what that end of Act Two into Act Three thing is going to be, and then you you can sort of work back from that, and we'll we'll know when we read those first ten pages that ah right there's a lot of there's a lot of things here. Because you do, th- th- this is this whole thing about when we say in the first 10 pages, we need to find out who your main character is, what do they want? What is the obstacle in their way? What is the world that you've created? And what is this week's plot? And that's a lot of stuff mm. that we ask for in the first 10 pages. But if you don't, if, if you if you have all of that, that already suggests there's a possibility that you're, you, you're on track to get to that point, another two thirds of the way through the script where all is lost.
1: And I would say, you know, well, what's the point if they're gonna make up their mind in the first 10 pages? Yeah, that's why I said, if you can get this right, you'll be in the top 3%. I wasn't saying that you get through to the next round and that your script is now readable. I take it if you enter a competition, you want to win. I take it if you send a script to a producer, you want them to give you a call because your script is brilliant as opposed to passable or not bad. Um, and so it's interesting that the ones that, the, the scripts that were contenders for the winner of the hatchery competition we did, did actually have this, but they were very, very few and far between. So it may be that out of the you know hundreds that we, we read, uh, dozens got through to the next round, but then it was like, when the bar gets higher, you want to clear this bar. And this bar is, do you have that moment where all is lost and you really don't know how the character is going to get out of this one? And also it does all of the other things that you just said, which is setting up who the character is, what this show is really about. And so in a way, that's the last of my four things about the quest. This quest that they're doing should be part of their uber life goal not just based on their short-term desires and wants but emblematic of how this person is going to write the universe or get what they really want or you know so the first episode of Bluestone 42 captain nick medhurst who is the brave uh, bomb uh, bomb disposal guy meets a woman who is the padre and basically he's used to being successful with women but she is going to pose him a much greater challenge because she has theological reasons for not wanting to surrender to him as quickly as the other girls do. And so he, he basically wants this, he spends this episode trying to get off with her. And, you know, that, that is him. He is, a, he is a libertine, he is a hedonist. He uses his bravery to, to, as leverage to get girls. And to get what he wants. So, although he is brave, sure, he's also, you know, selfish and greedy. Um, and so, and in another episode, I think episode two, he's trying to get the nice food. You know, he wants he wants the best. He's not trying to get it for his team particularly. He wants to get it for himself. Um, so that's kind of we found plots that were emblematic of what this character was about and what this show kind of was about as well, because it was very much based around, around that central character. And it wasn't about the injustice and the horror of war, even though we saw Mike McShane get shot through the head about seven minutes in, um, it is about those little desires you have that keep you going when the enemy are trying to kill you, you know, that's, that's not what the show is, you know, it's not, it's not Hurt Locker, uh it's 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 the in-betweeners with guns um and so we were trying to <laughs> show a, those that's sorts a very
0: of very scary uh, pitch <laughs> the, the in-betweeners yeah, with guns but
1: that's what it is <laughs> you know most of these people with guns are, are, are the age of slightly older in-betweeners and their thought processes are very
0: very similar <laughs> i'm thinking that um, yeah. having watched uh, s- several parts of the uh, prince harry uh, netflix uh, yeah thing. I think he would he would have fitted pretty well into Bluestone Four two. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to say that's probably true <laughs> without much trouble. Um, so yeah, let's just um, uh, kind of bring this all uh, bring this all to an end. There. So we've, we've reached the all is uh, all is nearly at the end moment of this uh, episode. Yeah. Um, oh, no, there's, this, there's this, the absolute secret of plotting which we haven't told you yet. And uh, and you're not going to find out so uh but no um hard hard work yeah. and more hard work and more hard work is the key but is there anything else that you uh on on this very particular thing you know what is a plot and what isn't a plot um, and and um is a is there a kind yeah. of phrase or sentence that you think could sort of sum up mostly what you're what you've been saying here
1: I'm not sure there is a phrase or sentence, but it's just a question of just lining everything up, lining up your, character, your main character's personalities and desires and ways of doing things with what the overall show is about. And those are the kinds of stories that you want to be using as your plots rather than a bunch of characters in a situation and the fire alarm goes off. And we see how all the different characters react to that. And then when they turn it off and then what happens, I mean, that's, you know, I've, I've read scripts like that and they're, they're not compelling because there isn't a plot. Um, so uh, and good characters, good situation, whatever, fine. But it's not it's not a plot. Uh, your characters need to be doing something that matters to them in a way that is consistent with their character and the reason they're doing that thing is it is emblematic of what your show actually is and that all sounds like a horribly large amount of work <laughs>
0: correct it, it is. is and it doesn't just begin with the plotting it comes right back to the you know what is your idea and how how mm. how are you putting that idea together and what's it about and what's it what's what's it really about again these are the questions that we 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 have dealt with a lot uh, in other episodes mm. um, but um, i think that this that when you get to plotting you have to put in that equal amount of work and um again another thing that we have talked about before and as james has mentioned before you you know you just when you're starting out coming up with plots you just have to sit down and brainstorm and come up with loads loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of plots and gradually you start to see which ones might match your characters and that, that yeah. you think and will have twists and turns that you'll be able to uh, kind of develop really so um, I think I, th- I think we've kind of covered there the uh, the, the introduction to blog. I think we've got more to say there wouldn't you say James? There's a 90 minute webinar version of this
1: so if you go to my blog sitcomgeek.blogspot.com Then you can find some details there and how you can join my mailing list and then you can watch it for free so all you need to do is get on the mailing list and then you'll get that plus other web webinars that i've done for free all there so do go and uh, make use of that dave do you want to remind
0: people about your book Um, Yes, I've got to say that uh, Complete Comedy Writer is uh, out and um, there's going to be a new book as well, a shorter book, about um, how to get your career moving uh, when there's a recession on, um, whatever the recession might be. And um, also, don't forget the comedy conference coming in April and uh, we'll be talking about that again uh, later on this year. Uh, Well, not too late because it happens in April. So uh, thanks again, James, and um, we shall see you again in a couple of weeks. Cheerio. Bye.